Welcome back to another episode of If I Laugh, the video ends. Welcome back to another episode of Super Soda Bros. My name is Caleb. And I'm Luke. Today we have a special guest. It's Christine Soderberg, Luke's wife. Oh, hi there, friend. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. This is uh, our first guest of the show, so we're very glad to have you. <laughs> yeah, having you as a guest star is really hard because we're like never home at the same time. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Never. And also, but Christine, yeah, no, you I'm... did the uh, editing for the video version of the podcast last week, right? Indeed, I did. It took like, I'm not even going to say how long it took. It took too long. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was great. It reminds me of being in college, so it, it gave me some, really? some happiness touch back on old skills you learned a couple wait, years ago wait not even a couple years ago it's probably like a year and a half ago yes yeah, it feels like a couple years ago yeah, it feels like i don't think that years. anyone wants to get reminded of college though but if you look back at it with fond memories then i think that's okay yeah yeah For this particular class i did these were nice classes Fair enough. my digital we talk about philosophy and psychology and blah Psych- blah. Psychology. I don't know. Whatever those BS classes are, where psychology. you just psychology. Psychology. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> psychology. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's how you learn how to control oh, no. objects with your mind. Psychology. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. That's oh, good. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Well, let me preface this right here. So, we are going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home and it's going to be at the very end of the podcast. So, skip ahead to the end of the show and we'll we'll put it at the very end when the credits roll and everything. So, spoilers ahead. Be warned. He have been warned. <laughs> And he... Be warned, ye scallywaggers. So with that, let's roll into the first topic, the next big thing. This is the segment where we discuss something that's coming up in pop culture or otherwise that is looking uh, for a bright future. So uh, this week we chose Security Breach, which is a Five Nights at Freddy's sequel that came out a little bit ago. And we've been watching some YouTubers play through the entire game. Yeah, it being such a heavy um, lore-based game and the community behind it is so massive that it's literally taken over YouTube by storm. Like, I try to go on any, like, tab for anything, and Security Breach is, like, on multiple areas. It's pretty chaotic. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, it deserves its uh, its fame, because, like, honestly, like, the, the gameplay is very much different from all the other FNAF games. Um, there's characters in it that are completely different. The story is different. The game, like I said, gameplay, I think. But <laughs> it's completely different feeling kind of FNAF game. So that's probably why so many people are playing it. And and I'm pretty sure it's by far the longest time difference between the last official FNAF game. So it's kind of been long overdue. Right, because they used yeah. to come out every, like, six or seven months right like the first couple games Ish. just came out in rapid fire and this one took a long time in development yeah i mean it kind of speaks for it because it's so much more complex and you sit in a room with some cameras and some lights it's actually like a game yeah it's like um almost like free roaming basically unless you get caught by some 
creepy looking robots. <laughs> the stupid, those stupid. Okay, we're, we're talking about it, but those stupid, the stupid staff bots that are literally everywhere, and they're literally they're, they're not even scary, but they're the scariest part of the game because they just go like every yeah. five seconds. And it, there is a lot of bugs for this game so far. Yeah. That, I mean, that Markiplier has picked up on, like um, being spotted when he's not even close to a security robot or like. Glitching. Being able to glitch through walls. Yeah, and, and stuff glitching like that. Freddy at a level two or, wall, and you can see Freddy T posing in a black room. Or animatronic, like glitching out, and, like just standing there. Stuck on a piece of wood on the ground. It's like, oh, I'm stuck. And gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> I also noticed yeah, that so. he could hide behind things that were pretty obvious for the animatronics to run around and get you. Like he hid behind desks yeah. and chairs all the time, and he just kind of. Yeah sprinted circles around them which probably shouldn't happen yeah. yeah there's there's some glitches that need to be fixed but i mean it's the what is it the it is the first time there's a free roaming fnaf game so they kind of work i mean out. there was like that weird well i that's not even fnaf it was a fan-made game i think with the um like halloween themed was that shadow that bonnie no shadow glitch crap glitch, glitch trap I don't know. I don't know. It was like it was like this weird thing where it was in like an, on a farm, and it was with Halloween themed FNAF characters, it, and it was kind of free roaming, like you were walking around. Yeah, that's almost definitely fan made. Yeah, that's probably fan made. I was like, I remember something like that, but that yeah, that's definitely yeah. But I think I, I think regardless that. of the fact, I think that the game has potential, and I mean, we talk about the bugs, um, but I think that comes with most kind of uh, most new games that really don't have a, a big budget. Like, I know that a lot of money did go into this game, but I think it's just a little rough around the edges. But that doesn't yeah. that doesn't detract yeah. from the fact that it's still a good game, and it kind of yeah. stays true to the FNAF roots. Yeah, it just needs a lot of fine-tuning around the edges, yeah. and it's basically a fine game. Like, it's just a lot of little things that yeah. they just missed out on coding it, and it just kind of went wonky on them, so... Yeah. It's nothing to hold against them. I give them a lot of credit for kind of moving this um, series into like a whole different different game type, I guess you sh you could you could say like it's been like really creepy, like underground <laughs> security offices, and now it's like a whole big and mall. <laughs> all the lore. There's so much lore. When Markiplier finds Golden Something, goes the lore. The lore. The lore. Oh, you guys, look at it. It's the lore. I found it with my eyes. The lore. The lore. <laughs> That's probably the best moment of the series so far for me. It's just him just going off like, oh, all the fans, their minds are going to be blown because of the lore. Yeah. Honestly, like that one time where he, but like, he found a stuffed plushie of Golden Bonnie and Golden Foxy. Freddy. No, Freddy, I thought. There was a third one. Chica. I mean, Golden Freddy was such a huge part of the first couple of games. Anywho's, when he found the first Golden Bonnie, even he was taken back. He was like, oh, shoot. Wait a second. Wait a second. This got deep. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I think from watching um, Matt Pat's numerous um, theory videos on FNAF throughout the many, many Even years. Even though a lot of them are debunked and fake. Yeah. Fake, but wrong. Yeah. Um, I think he was very excited to play it, and that's why we haven't watched his yet, because we know that he's kind of go through every, every single, single little, little detail <laughs> and be like, oh, this is this. Oh, this is this. And then we kind of just want to see the gameplay first and then be excited 
about the lore video. The lore videos. The lore. The lore. Is that yeah. the that's the intro? That's the name of the podcast. The, the lore. All caps, the lore. <laughs> but yeah, it's been pretty good. Yep. Solid game. Solid game. Uh, yeah. I personally have not bought it to play, but I'm living vicariously through YouTubers and getting my dose of FNAF through them. Yeah, if they updated a bunch or even like change some things or work out a lot of bugs, I'm thinking about it, but at the same time, it's I mean, probably not. Because cause games like that are always scarier if you're actually playing them, because like if you're watching someone play it, sure, it's scary, but if you're like actually like in control yeah. of the person with the lights <laughs> off, it's a lot more freaky. Yeah, no. <laughs> so for the next segment, we have Never Barely Tried. Uh, this is the segment where we talk about something that isn't looking so favorable in the future. Maybe it's on the decline, maybe not, but we can talk about it and kind of see some problems with whatever the topic may be. And that topic, my friends, is Christmas. <laughs> that sounds really dark. <laughs> it's a little bit controversial. It's on the slow It's on the slow decline. <laughs> Popularity has dropped. They're taking oh no. the Christ out of Christmas. Oh no, it's just going to be Moss. Welcome to Moss. Live Moss. <laughs> I was just going to say, ding. <laughs> <laughs> bong. El- out of Taco Bell bong. Hello, no. I am Lenny Jesus. Oh no. <laughs> I bring you tacos. Welcome to my birthday. Call Moss. <laughs> Oh no! But <laughs> yeah, but there's a there's a lot of like problems with Christmases. Sometimes when there's no snow, it doesn't really feel like Christmas. Or we could even talk about how, as an adult, Christmas doesn't really feel like Christmas anymore, and it's really sad. It ends up just becoming <laughs> gotta go buy all these gifts and spend time with family, which is great. But, but like that, you know, that little spirit of Christmas you had charm, as a kid, the little ah, it's gone. I don't know why. The Grinch, I hate it. the Grinch envelops every human being at the age of 20-ish. Mm-hmm. And then everyone becomes, it's Christmas time. Well, it comes with a whole set of responsibilities. Like, you gotta, like you said, you gotta buy your own gifts for other people. You gotta write Christmas cards and cook food on your own and make sure your own house is decorated. And when we were kids, everything was already done for us. You know, maybe we, yeah. we bought a couple presents for loved ones, but we didn't have to set anything up, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. Took it for granted. Yeah. And I, I think especially for this year of 2021, you know, we're coming off the, the tail end of COVID and, you know. <laughs> Even though at work it's like, oh, we have a peak. This is this is not good. There's so many cases. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, no. The but don't worry. Joe Byron will fix us. Come on, man. Oh, oh come on, man. We got to... <laughs> You know, we gotta get the hoosier baduba. No, but, like, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't able to travel. Uh, a lot of people have to yeah. stay home. Not just because of weather reasons, but also for COVID reasons. Um, mm. But for you guys, this is your first Christmas together. Yeah. Even though we're going to be Connecticut, but yes. yeah. 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 People are like, are you guys coming up for Christmas or coming down for Christmas? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, they were surprised by it. That we, <laughs> yeah. People thought we weren't going to come down. I'm like, well, it's a three-hour trip, which isn't that bad. and But it's a six-hour round trip. But it's, it really isn't that bad. And, like, we have a lot of traditions. And it's Luke's birthday. And I feel like... And it's also probably the last Christmas that your family will probably be in Connecticut. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of so. sad. So, yeah. After that, it might, after that, it might get changed up a little bit of how we do things. Uh, I would say a lot of bit. Because everything at our house... 
was at our house for Christmas Eve. Yeah. So I don't know how it's all gonna work. We'll think. We'll not. see what happens. But should be fun. Yeah. Looks like well, looks like fun. Grandma Guyette is uh, gonna be hosting a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Everyone come to my place. Yeah. I want to bring up something real quick. So, um, being married to... No. <laughs> you can go, Kayla. You can talk. I'm allowing you to talk. I feel... De- oh, oh th- thank you. I appreciate the permission. Be, thank- be, be thankful that you can speak. Stop. Why are you like this? <laughs> Stop being funny. Stop. Yeah, Christy, Christy we're, just, we're just joking around. <laughs> oh, my um, God. So, uh, I will be very brief with... Because I know I have a limited window of time for me to speak before Luke takes away his permission. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but no, being married to Maya, who is of course Brazilian, there are certain customs that Brazilians have where the rest of the world or America may not. The rest of the world. The rest of the world. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But uh, one thing that they do is on Christmas Eve is the really big celebration time, and you're not allowed to eat Christmas dinner until after midnight on Christmas Eve. So once it Clicks, once it clicks over to Whoa. Christmas Day, then you're allowed to eat and everything. That's crazy. I would not survive. I would be snacking How all am night. I just hearing about this now and you guys have been married for two years? <laughs> I, well, I mean, we don't do that because, you know, we need our food. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Thank you. I was going to say, you guys did that last year, your first year married, and just waited until midnight to eat. No. Yikes. I feel like that would be very hard. <laughs> You'll just be drinking beer before this. We'll be just annihilated after, like, four beers. <laughs> <laughs> no food in the stomach. Just, just utter wastedness and then once the food comes I, around we eat everything and then it, Christmas doesn't turn out so good Christmas you're just like ah, ah, ibuprofen <laughs> and we're gonna we gotta get the the jubadubu yeah, come on man that's, that's that's pretty cool they uh they, they do something like that I feel like that sh- that's more of like something we do on oh sorry on um New Year's like the midnight thing. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I can that see that. That would make more sense. But I mean, if it if it works, it works for them. That's yeah. a cool tradition. I know everybody has their own tradition. I know they have a couple other traditions, but I don't want to misspeak and uh, you know misrepresent without oh. my being here because I kind of got in trouble last week for <laughs> talking about the whole ice in the beer. Oh, thing. Are you gonna apologize yeah. for that? Well, see, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that I think what I made it sound like was that this is something that's pretty common in Brazilian culture. And I, you know, Maya had a talking to me. She kind of sent me on the right way and said, there are some Brazilians, but not a lot. So I have to apologize and take back what I said. And I apologize and I'm sorry. And I will do better in the future. And I will think of the consequences of my actions. (laughs) But those people that do put ice in beer... They're, we will pray for They're you. going straight to hell because it's hot down. Oh, well, I was going to say, give them some. It, give isn't some. it similar, well, aside from the fact that... I mean, they got, you know, it's, it's hot down there, so they're going to need ice where they're going. But, like, I feel like it's similar to, like, having a a glass beer mug frozen and then putting beer in no, it. No, because with that, you're not watering it down. I understand that, like, ice tends to melt <laughs> after it reaches a certain temperature. True. So I could see why that's not favorable Correct. Having ice and beer because it waters the beer down, but I feel like also there's there's moisture from the frozen mugs 
that also kind of water it down. No. Not much, but though. not a lot. No. It, not a lot. Maybe like, hey, maybe I like, do it, and it, it does water it down a little bit when you get no, towards the end. No, it doesn't. Maybe like yes, four does. drops of water. You have to think, when you put a, a dry mug in the freezer, there's like no condensation. If you put a wet mug in the freezer, that's a different story. Well, there's also get, like, condensation yeah, from that. the actual like fridge coolant like coming through. That's through not the a bed. lot. Not, that's that's it's not, true. It's not a lot. That's true. I think if you stick in half an ice cube, it'll be more water than just putting a dry beer mug in the fridge and yeah. the freezer. Anyways, that, that was just my thought. It, it kind of sparked, like, oh, frozen things with beer. Wait, I do that with frozen mugs. And then I was like, wait, that's still kind of different because ice melts and makes it watery. And now I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> So that is Christmas 2021, of, of a time of joy and also sadness. And I, I just got an Xbox 360 for Christmas. You got it, an Xbox? Xbox 360. That's great. Good for you, man. Incredible. Thanks. I got Pokemon on it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Trying to play Help. Pokemon on it. Brad. Oh, my Lord. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Our sponsor this week is Yankee Candle. Don't you just love Yankee Candle? I don't, but we're sponsored by them. Yankee Candle is great. Do you want to know why? Why? They have every kind of candle flavor you can imagine. Anything from pine-scented woods to rotten flesh on a fire. It's great. When you walk into their stores, which are located in various locations, you can have the everlasting aroma of straight-up cancer in your nostrils. When you walk out of there, you'll never be able to smell again. Remember, visit yankeecandle.org.gov.com for all your candle needs. Thank you. That was f***ing fantastic. (laughs) I'm like, what's something that annoys me sometimes? (laughs) Yankee Candle. Those gosh darn candles always try to take everything from us. I swear, when you get a candle, it's gotta be like bourbon pecan because otherwise it's not good because we got a candle that's bourbon pecan or whatever it's really good mm, it's not it's not yankee candle either it's, exactly it's, it's walmart it's brand walmart brand so it's better <laughs> yeah hey um, sometimes a redneck brand is the best brand i i really thought you were just gonna say like straight up like rotten stuff from beginning to end but you started with something good and then you ended with something bad yeah and i wasn't really prepared because i thought he was gonna be like oh He's just going to do normal scents. And they also aren't called the flavors. They're called scents. I don't care. You don't eat the it's candles. It's supposed to be mocking a sponsorship that we'll never have. Yeah. Exactly. No, we do. Ha- no, no. They are our sponsors. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You don't eat your candles when they're at the bottom? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Good soup. It's a good soup. Good soup. Yeah, it's good soup. <laughs> Bread. I have to rethink. Everything. <laughs> you just dip your finger in it and then you take it back out and it like makes a crust around your oh. finger. Ooh, delicious. Oh, when it hardens and you got, ooh, lasts longer now. Mmm, wow, I love going to the ER. <laughs> I have become <laughs> Candle now. <laughs> I am Candle. <laughs> That's Why my are you talking name. about candles now? Because <laughs> it's a podcast, you can just talk. Set- I don't like it. Set me on uh. fire and call me a candle. Woohoo. I mean, you're already halfway there with the red hair. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Got him. <laughs> I, do, I don't take kindly to very inflammatory, discriminatory comments. 
Inflammatory. <laughs> he just should have said inflammatory content. Uh, contents. Comments. Comments. Correct. <laughs> yes, I agree. You guys are mean, and you guys don't like people with red hair, and I find that kind of offensive. Actually, True. to be honest, I mean that's false. Wait, to be honest, I really hope we have a red-haired kid because they're there. going straight to the orphanage. No. I mean, into our loving no, arms. I'm... Having an orange-haired kid would be kind of. Hey, now if me and Maya can beat you there first. Yeah. Oh. oh. You guys, you guys might have like blonde and orange hair, like within like both of your guys' genetics. I do too, but hmm. I physically have red hair, so I feel like I have more of a chance. Yeah. Imagine having like an orange-haired baby that can tan. Ooh. He's a daywalker. He's one of them days. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. He's one of them. One of the chosen. But um, Luke doesn't want to admit it, but he does have orange beard. In hair. my beard. Lots of orange. Yeah. Hence why I trimmed it today. <gasps> you want to take away from the glory that is orange? Yes, I do. Oh. Technically, aren't this? Isn't it technically called a redhead? Yeah, but it's not red, so we call it orange. I, I am able to speak for the people. <laughs> I am one of them. Therefore, I am their voice. It's all about the Mets, baby! <laughs> Woo! Bing bong! <laughs> Bing bong! So, uh, what TV shows have you guys been watching lately? I know that uh, Hawkeye's kind of been taking the world by storm, having a kind of a Christmas oh, theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, the only thing we have been watching is Hawkeye. I mean, we've watched... We're in the middle of that... Um, I guess you could. I guess you could say uh, the other show that we're we were starting to watch was the was it Seven Deadly Sins? Yep. Seven Deadly Sins anime, um, which is pretty good so far. We're only a couple episodes in, but we kind of got sidetracked with you know life. So I think that once we have some, <laughs> I think that once we have some uh, a little bit of time on a weekend or something. Late January. <laughs> yeah, end of January. We'll have some time to watch it, but. Uh, yeah, Seven Deadly Sins is the anime we're currently on, and then Hawkeye's basically the only TV show we're watching yeah. right now. And, um... Boba Fett's coming out soon. That too, but also we were starting to watch a couple episodes of the, um... Is it Sexy Beast? Yeah. The, the one it, where they do the makeup with, like, animals. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, uh, dating show on Netflix where they, they dress, uh... Do makeup and dress up people as animals, but then they go on dates... And Strictly on personality. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that's actually it's, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's good. It's a good, like, little watch once in a while when you're bored. Yeah. That's what we kind of did. Like, want to watch something? I don't know. Uh, eh, furry show. Okay. <laughs> Maya no. and I are, are big suckers for that kind of, like, reality show where there's dating or love involved. Like, um, not Love Island, but, like, Too Hot to Handle, The Circle. Oh, is that the Brazilian one with, like, all the little pods? Yeah, well, it started off as a as an American one, but then Brazil made oh. a, a, a a secondary show on that. Oh, I was gonna say we started watching like one or two episodes of that, but it got like really, I don't know. I was kind of bored with it because it's just the same conversation like three times in a row. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, so the Circle TV show is everybody's in their own apartment and they're doing like a social media type thing where they can talk to people over text and they can use what whatever kind of persona they want. Uh, oh, the, the the one the one I was describing what before was uh, Love Is Blind, which is that marriage one. Oh, yeah, that's when we started. And I didn't really like it that much. Yeah, it's it's majority of it is pretty scripted or yeah nudged in a certain direction. But but the the circle's really good. The circle season one 
is literally iconic. Like every single character in season one of the circle is amazing. And then um, too hot to handle is everybody gets put on an island, and you know you're trying to find love, you're trying to find connections with people or whatever who you most attracted to because everybody's gorgeous. It's literally like I, I want to say it's like five guys, five girls, and everybody's hot. I mean, hence the name of the show. <laughs> but and everybody's hot. But then at the end of the first day, like the the big premise of the show is like you can't do anything remotely physical like no kissing no touching you know no naughty naughty stuff and if you do then prize money gets deducted from the, mm. the, the big piggy bank at the end so people have to people have to resist the urge to kiss people and stuff and it's like this whole drama thing a whole fiasco yeah it's that kind of like mindless brain rot that Maya and I sometimes <laughs> like to watch brain rot. <laughs> See, like, for me, like, when I watch a show, it has to have some point to it, because otherwise, like, I'm like, okay, I'm just, like, wasting my evening. These shows basically so I... have no point. It's ju- you're, ju- you're just in it. <laughs> yeah, you're in it for the drama. You're in it for the backstabs. People stealing other men or girls or whatever. It's just, it's a oh, whole geez. mess. Yeah, that's why I would rather just stick to, like, some sort of either anime or some other show that's has a story to it, and not just, like, oh my god! Gosh, she's so hot. Oh my gosh, she's so hot. Smoochy, smoochy, smoochy. Yeah, it's like, meh, meh, meh. Gross. That's nasty. And kisses. And kisses. Oh no. That's, and we that's, have a how, winner. that's how you get the COVID. Ooh, that is how you get the COVID-19. That's how you do what you touch. Speaking about touching. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <gasps> have you seen Spider-Man No Way Home? <laughs> The, 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 t- the, the tingle. <laughs> the oh. tingle, the touching, the kissing, the crying, all of it. And make sure you comment. Mm-hmm. Make sure you comment and give suggestions yeah. or feedback give or anything. Com- yeah, please leave a comment on our YouTube video because YouTube got rid of the dislike button. So if you don't like this video, just leave a comment saying, hey, do better. And we'll try to strive to do better. Or not. Or maybe just or not. screw you and leave a like do what and we want because we're yeah. independent and strong. And we're... We you know we're independent people, so we like our own video, even if you don't. Like our video, subscribe. Stay tuned for more. Content. Stay tuned for more content. <laughs> and and it. Have a great night. Wait, Luke, hold on. So oil makes huh? fire. Fire makes yes. food. Food makes meat, and meat makes smell. Wait, do you smell bacon? <laughs>
And I want to go back to report it, but then I actually watched the scene and I didn't want that, so I just deleted the app and I got really mad at the app. So I haven't really been using it that much afterwards. I but would, I would totally report people. I would I wanted to, but then that would mean I'd have to watch the video because I'd have to click on the the buttons, and I didn't want to do that. Well, now you can. But now I can, so I, I could I could report people if I see it on TikTok. But now for some reason, nothing's on TikTok. So it's probably getting taken down. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say some I'm gonna say something pretty unpopular. Uh, I think that was your own fault for engaging in social media before you saw the movie. Yeah. Well, I didn't think that people would actually post like. It's the live internet. Scenes. It's the internet. Well, no, I'm innocent. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, now you know better. Don't do it again. <laughs> Yep. No, but that was dumb. No, it's it's it, w- it wasn't a dumb thing or, or anything. It was just one of the situations where you weren't expecting to come across it, but it mm-hmm. happened. And it happened. Yeah, so you weren't was, expecting someone to. to yeah, you weren't expecting someone to film the movie screen and post it. Mm. Like, who does that? Well, spoilers are out the window. So, if you don't mind sharing, what scene was it? It was when um, they saw the the first Spider-Man coming through the portal and grandmother. Oh. Was, Ned's like, grandma. Yeah. Oh, that's Ned's grandma was going like, ah! and there was that scene, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's like the best reveal of the whole movie. I can't believe that was, that was the thing that spoiled for yeah, you. Yeah, but I only I only saw the grandma like going like bonkers, and I didn't really get a good look at which Spider-Man it was. So that whole scene was like still pretty pretty good when i when i saw it especially since it was andrew garfield my, it was my, like a hundred times better. my favorite one of my favorite obviously Tobey Maguire coming in was my favorite because i was you know kind of grew up watching all the original spider-man movies but like him, him like coming through the portal and then they're like oh you spider-man he's like well i don't go around shouting it to everyone but yeah <laughs> i am <laughs> And, I thought that was and really then, funny. MJ's just like, well, prove it. And then he like he hangs on the wall, and she's like, what? Anybody can do that. Walk around the ceiling. And he's like, walk around the ceiling? She's like, yeah, walk around the and ceiling. And he keeps throwing bread. Yeah, it just hits him right in the chest. He's like, ow. <laughs> can you throw something else that's like... Not bread? Not bread. <laughs> yeah, she was... She. I think she's one of my favorite, like, uh, MCU funny women. Hmm. That are now a part of this entire franchise. I like Zendaya and I like MJ, her character, a lot because she's very. She's kind of like emo, but not really emo, but also like kind of. Yeah, yeah, very grunge. Like she doesn't care about anything. Yeah. Well, what's that line? I, that, what's I, the line I, that she said? It was like, um, never, never expect yeah, anything. Expect, yeah, like I think it was like expect disappoint or. If you expect, expect disappointment, you won't be. Disappointed, disappointed or something like that Some something like weird but to do with disappointment <laughs> well it was clearly pretty memorable because <laughs> we yeah. none of us know. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean we only saw the movie once I think if we saw it again it would click mm-hmm. that's true uh, so like some of the big moments for example like the Spider-Man showing up with Ned opening up the portals to usher them in and then at the end of the movie during the big fight scene when like you said all three Spider-Men are all together I think also my favorite all-time favorite favorite part because I was hoping that this scene, this particular scene I'm gonna describe to you right now, was going to be part of the movie. No, Sad do not man. do no. Shh. 
go away was when don't even I can see you opening your mouth and you're gonna interrupt me and then I'm gonna cry because I'm actually I'm actually getting emotional talking about this scene so don't even don't even Green Goblin I'm gonna Caleb okay. <laughs> Caleb help um but this scene where MJ fell because I saw that in the trailer obviously I knew she fell and I was like it'd be so dope if Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, saved her and got his, like, redemption for just missing his opportunity to save Gwen in his universe. And as soon as Tom Holland's Spider-Man got ripped away from saving her, I was like, no way! And then Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was like, I got her! And it starts running, and I was like, no! And then uh, it was Naomi sitting on to my left and then Luke sitting on my right. He leaped and... Um, started to go after MJ, Andrew's um, Spider-Man, and caught her. And I was so happy and so sad at the same time. And I started sobbing, like absolutely like mental breakdown status sobbing. And at the end of the movie, Naomi was like, I thought you were having a mental breakdown or something. And I was like, I was. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I, I was literally like, I was full on like, huffing and like you could see me like gasping for air and my entire face was wet <laughs> and i was like well, it was a very emotional so it was a very good. emotional part of the movie where you know andrew garfield wasn't able to save his mj but then he was able to save someone else's mj yeah and, like he said a redemption kind of thing yeah. being like and like you could see it in his face how like andrew garfield's very good at displaying emotions like my dad after the movie was like he is just a great actor for displaying emotions in mm -hmm. general. Like he's overemphasizing everything, so everyone knows what emotion he's feeling at that exact moment. And I totally got that when he, when he caught MJ and was like, "Are you okay?" And MJ was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then um, I think she asked, "Like, are you?" And then he like shook his head and like quivered and started to cry. And I was like. <gasps> I was, I was too busy is, yeah, wiping my own tears that I was like, I can't, I can't yeah, look at his nobody else really, face. well, he he did tell him at one point in the movie where he lost his MJ Gwen. So I was going to say no one else knew what he went through, but then I just re remembered that he did tell them beforehand. Yeah. 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 Well, let's also talk about the super emotional Aunt May death. Like, nobody oh, yeah, saw that, that coming. Too. Like, nope. I, like, like, in every other Spider-Man movie, it's always been Uncle Ben to kind of give Peter the push that he needs to you know become spider-man but this mm -hmm. was super late like peter parker has been spider-man for a couple years at this point yeah um i mean not even counting the blip where he was gone for five years um mm -hmm. so aunt may dying out of nowhere and then giving him a, a moral conflict of do i take revenge for her death because i know that the green goblin killed her um you know, and what's he going to do about that? And ultimately, he gets help from the other Spider-Man in the end, where he's literally yeah. about to skewer Green Goblin on his own glider, going back to the very first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. He's literally about to murder him in cold blood, and then, and then it gets stopped, and then he kind of has this realization moment of like, oh, well, what was I going to do? You know, and then, yeah. you know, what? You know. What's what's Aunt May's legacy like? Helping, helping others and. And not hurting them in any physical aspect. It's more of like her helping. And that very, and that very iconic line of "with great power comes great responsibility." 
Oh, like, yeah. That shook yep. the theater. Like, nobody was going crazy, mm-hmm. but you can just kind of feel the weight of it as everyone kind of took that in. Yeah, I was not expecting that death. Like, she was fine, and I was like, okay, they're just going to go to the hospital. It'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, she collapsed, and I was like, what? Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And I was like, no, 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 no. So, I mean, it also kind of sucks for Tom Holland's Peter Parker because he, he lost Tony, Tony Stark. Right so he lost his this. father figure who wasn't his father, and he lost his mother figure who wasn't even his mother. Yep. Yeah. And then all he had left was MJ, and when she started to fall, I was like, no. <laughs> no, no. And then when his memory, when everyone's memory got erased, then he really has no one. Yeah. And also, like, uh, I was talking to Luke, uh, where I was talking to our sister Ruth on the phone today, and we talked a little bit about Spider-Man, and she couldn't understand why... Peter had to make a new suit at the end of the movie because why couldn't he just use the Iron Spider suit that Tony gave him? And so I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, it's not just everyone forgot about Peter Parker. Like, literally all traces of him have been erased. There's no mm-hmm. media. There's no pictures. There's no newspaper articles that have his name in it. Everything just kind of got he's reset. A start, yeah, he's a start from scratch. Yeah, and, and that includes programming. So, like, the Iron Spider suit wouldn't recognize him as having access to it. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. so that's let's like um, the original Spider-Man where he had to like make his own costume. Yeah, and you see a sewing machine, and he has this big sewing. Sewing. And he's machine. got such a glossy blue Spider-Man. I know it's shiny. It's like silky. Shiny. That was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And also now they kind of have a new direction to push things in future Spider-Man movies, where he's got to rebuild all of his friendships and connections with people, including mm-hmm. MJ and Ned. So who's yep. Who's ready for another trilogy of Spider-Man? <laughs> this is a se- almost seamless trilogy, kind of like the original Star Wars movies, where there's no bad Spider-Man movie within this trilogy, just like there was no bad Star Wars movie within the original trilogy. And yeah. they tied it off on such a great note where they kind of like- explored the multiverse, they kind of got Doctor Strange involved, and they kind of set it up for things to come. Hmm. Hmm. Yep, I think it'll be really good. And they also, um, via Into the Spider-Verse, they introduced so many different characters for the franchise, including Miles Morales, obviously. Porky Pig, whatever his name is. Yeah, the, the pig one. Um, the anime, the anime lady with the robot spider. Spider-Gwen. Spider-Noir, Spider-Gwen, and then Peter Parker... Just like pizza, I call him. I call him the pizza Spider-Man, because he just like lounges around and eats pizza. Um. Just the whole idea of intertwining the multiverse in this movie now gives them the satisfaction and realization, like, oh, there's more Spider-Man. Yeah, and they kind of like hinted in into this movie, into, or, yes, into Spider-Man No Way Home. They hinted like um, when. What uh, Electro? I don't, I'm calling him Electro, but he didn't. It's really. Electro. Yeah, he was like, I thought she was gonna be black, and um, uh, Andrew Garfield's friend was like, Oh no, no, I'm sorry, but maybe, maybe in a different universe. And I was like, oh, Miles Morales, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, Oh man, I'm 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 excited, and like, they also like into the Spider Verse. They introduced different villains, and one of those villains was Kingpin. And they introduced him via that platform, I think, just to kind of yeah, refresh everyone that he's actually in, in the Marvel Universe and is 
a villain ready to ready to go. I'm I'm glad that they took Kingpin because I mean, there's a lot of great villains in the Spider-Man universe. I, I feel about like now. oh, well, I was gonna say I, I, there's a lot of great villains in the Spider-Man universe, like in the comics and all that. So, I think Kim, Kingpin's a really solid one to pick, and having him in the um, into the Spider-Verse was a great way of like introducing him in a big way, so that when you branch into Hawkeye, the very last scene is like a blurry, mirrored image of Kingpin. And you're just like, when we saw that episode, I'm like, no way. The Kingpin's, like, here now. Like, just having a new villain in movie in a movie is something that I always love seeing. So seeing Kingpin now in the Marvel Universe and as a prominent character is pretty exciting. That's why I was so excited for the Spider-Man Yeah, That's why I was so excited for the Spider-Man movie in general, was because we had so many returning characters from all oh, the yeah. different universes. And they kind of... Yeah. Having all of them interact together with Tom Holland Spider-Man was just something yeah. fresh. It's so cool. That was so cool. So like, it was so satisfying, like childhood memories of watching Spider-Man movies, and all these Spider-Men and Spider-Villains are all together on the same screen. Yeah, yeah. And having awesome. um, speaking about villains, having that redemption for Otto Octavius at the end was so cool. Mm. Like we all knew in watching the original Spider-Man that he wasn't a he wasn't really a bad guy. He just was overpowered by his machine. his machine and See? having having the sun in the palm of his hand and all that. having all that power. So seeing Tom Holland's Spider-Man like creating a cure for him and placing it and then having it actually work and then Doc and, like, Ock see, being a good guy. Yeah, and like see how Doc Ock reacts to like seeing for the first time like being like, like normal again yeah and being able to control what he does was really cool and um having him help out the spider-mans at the end of the movie was awesome too getting, yeah that's getting just electro yeah that's just saying how seeing like everyone thinks his doc Ock is a villain oh he's a bad guy he's a bad guy but seeing him as, as a like how he actually is he's actually a hero because he was just manipulated by his technology. So seeing him like fight for the greater good was pretty awesome to see. Indeed. Also, tying real quick back into Hawkeye. So the actress that plays Kate Bishop, um, what, yes. what's her name? Uh, Haley Steinfeld. Haley, yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Sure. She does the voice of Gwen in Into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. Oh! Yep, you didn't know that? No. Mm -hmm. I knew that. I did not know that. She's she's an all-around pretty good actress. I like her a lot. I like her personality, and she's very quirky and kind of obsessive, but also, like, laid back. Nah, um, she's obsessive and hyper. <laughs> uh, I mean... In a good way. In a good way, I think. In a, yeah, in a good in way, a good I guess. Way. But um, I'm excited to see where her her character goes and how it relates to um, Yelena and then ultimately the the deaf girl in Kingpin. Oh, sorry. I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying the deaf girl, she has a name and it's super memorable. The deaf girl? Maya. Yeah, oh, yeah it's Maya. Oh, yeah. Like deaf girl? I, well, I have Ooh. so many Mayas. Like, I have a Maya at work and then I have you, your Maya and then I have now a make-believe Ma Ma Maya, Maya and the then dog. I have Maya the pug. And, I, and there's too many Mayas. I, I'd say not enough Mayas. I think there needs to be more. We need to enter the Mayaverse. <laughs> there's only one Maya. And, she and is, her last name is... She is Gilbert. the queen. 
She is the pug. My queen. No. No. It's Soderbergh, but Lovato? Lovato. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. But now Soderbergh. There's no going back. Draft forever a thousand eyes. Epa, epa, epa. What? That's the reference for those few who know what that's from. Spider pig, spider pig. Spider pig does whatever does a spider whatever pig does. Whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't. He's a pig. Look out! Here comes the spider pig. Yeah. That, that's for like two percent of our audience. <laughs> that's that's for Micah. <laughs> uh, anything yeah, else? Anything else we want to touch on in either? I kind of wanted to touch more on Hawkeye, but also it's been over fifty minutes, so I, I we kind of briefly said, "Yeah, we're excited for Hawkeye," and then kind of forgot to talk well, about it. The finale is coming out tomorrow, so I'm sure yeah. whoever maybe next week we'll talk about it as a family. That's true. As a family. All yeah. together. All together. In separate areas. No, together. Cause, no, because uh, yeah, next, next week we're, we're traveling to be with you guys for New Year's, so we can do an in-person podcast. I, I know. Oh, that's, I, but we're, we're going to do podcasts in different rooms. <laughs> no, we can all gather together and, you know, we can bundle up close. Really? Yeah, close together for warmness. Are you sure? Yeah, we can get all close and we can... Because obviously your guys' oil is off, so we're going to have to bundle together. <laughs> yeah, you're you're going to have to get no, real I, close. I'll, 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 I'll contact them tomorrow and see what's up. It, see if they can come in. I'm sure it's just like a simple... If any of our 35 followers know what to do for this situation, <laughs> let us know in the comments. Well, I'll just email them tomorrow. And just be like, hey, we need someone just to check out our furnace. And You're better off calling them because it's a pretty important thing and hoping that none the of our pipes are seized. <laughs> uh. <coughs> okay. I mean, the lady, I mean, when I emailed to get our oil done, I emailed and she literally just did it right then and there. And it's okay, like, okay. Well, yeah, fine. Anywho. Anywho, oil. oil the price has gone fun. up. Thanks. Oil, oil and gas have skyrocketed because of the 2020 you know, okay. parts. Good old 2020. No. Nothing beats 2020. 